Welcome to the Scale Factor Podcast with your hosts, Chad Cannon and Josh Hudson-Piller. Follow along as they share trusted insights and proven frameworks that have taken thousands of businesses from successful to scale. And now, here's your hosts, Chad Cannon and Josh Hudson-Piller. Welcome back to the Scale Factor Podcast. We are in the middle of our series. We're walking you through the seven factors. We only have two left, as always. I'm joined by our co-founder, Josh Hotson-Pillar. How are you, bud? Man, I'm fantastic. How are you? Good, man. I'm ready to jump in uh, to uh, today's factor. This week, we're going to jump in and talk through the R of factors. Mm. Uh, And next week, we're going to jump into S, uh, but this factor is the repeatable sales motion. And the way that I like to get to frame this and think this through, you know, sales is in there, but this is where organizations need to mirror their strategy, methodologies, uh, all of marketing and sales. Mm. And I think some organizations, and I would, I would say every organization is tilted one way or the other, mm. you know, maybe sales first or marketing first, and there could be tension in teams between sales and marketing. But I think uh, when when this is done right, sales and marketing teams can really work Absolutely. well together. And I know you're super passionate about this. Both of us have a sales background yeah. and, um, you know, have been rainmakers in our own companies and yeah. other people's companies. Uh, and how do you, you know, think this through? Mm. And I would say, especially for our audience out there, um, you know, over the years as I've worked with business owners, this is the hardest thing. Man, it is. Business own and, and to scale. And like, again, you can have a very growing business that continue to be the rainmaker as the founder and the CEO. Uh, but you cannot scale to the next level until you figure out the repeatable sales motion. Man, I struggled with this. Um, and I, and I think I struggled with it because I had the ability to go close deals. I had the ability to save the day. And when you almost start to wear that, does anyone feel like that out there as you're listening? (laughs) Does anyone feel like that? Yeah. And it's, you know, but, but it's, it's fun until it's not, Mm -hmm. it's fun to go in there and close the big deal and and rescue and save the day. And then you get to a point where you're like, okay, like this isn't fun anymore. Like, oh, send Josh, he'll figure it out. And where I lacked the discipline and the awareness was putting together a repeatable sales motion. And I, I would hear people say that. And I'm like, Listen, I'm not selling belt buckles. Like this is this is a relational sale, and this is and they are, mm-hmm. uh, but that's not even what it means to have a repeatable yeah. sales motion. Yeah. It's like, not. There's this intuition that I have that I could never have, like you know, train someone else to right. kind of read the room, understand the pain, all of that. Well, and, and honestly, what I learned, and I'm only speak for myself, uh, it was really an apathy or a laziness. It had nothing to do with my unique ability. Mm-hmm. It was like Josh, look, if you cannot train up and develop and transfer the information of your business to somebody else, you don't have a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, or you have a lifestyle business, yep. but you don't have a scalable business. And in our um, course that we, we, we launched, we talk about these misnomers, these five things that we don't, and I won't get into them all today, but but one of the ones that, that sticks, out, sticks out to me is um, personal relationships are not buying personas. Mm-hmm. And I would kind of be like, oh, well, I know Jim or, or Tina or Rick, and so I'm selling to them. Mm-hmm. And a huge, like you said earlier, a huge part of this is beginning to say, wait a minute, how does our marketing, all the stuff we've been talking 
talking about of mm -hmm. ICP and who's our personas and where are they showing up? How is that beginning to work with, with, with sales to mm -hmm. build a playbook? Mm -hmm. And we can talk a lot about the different elements of repeatable sales motion. And we will talk about yep. several of them right now. But your point is, I will just say for me, and maybe if you're listening, um, the, the easy, and the difficult path are the exact same when you're when you're saying all roads go through me. Mm -hmm. And you're never going to get a scalable business with that mindset. Yep. It actually reminds me about uh, the time when I actually started selling one of our first products. Uh, not, it was our first kind of coaching product mm. uh, with Full Focus, Michael Hyde and Company. And we launched this thing was Business Accelerator, uh, helping businesses grow, which is where I've got a lot of this experience sure. and helping thousands and having conversations with thousands of, of business owners is we, we launched it and it didn't come out with a bang. Mm. We had, we had, I was the CMO at the time and we were all focused on marketing mm. and we didn't really have a sales strategy. Wow. And uh, I hired a guy cause I was so busy still building the marketing team, sure. generating leads, all of that. And, you know, he was, he was, des he, he was hired to sell, but he was also hired to kind of start to build a sales vision sure. because I just, I was so focused as the CMO. Right. And about four months into that relationship, I, I had to be honest and look at Michael and Megan and say, Hey, this isn't working out. We're mm -hmm. going to have to transition. Luckily he transitioned out before we had to make that decision. Yeah. Cause I think he felt the, the sure. heat, you yeah. know, and, um, and great guys still friends with him to this day. But we, we had to make a decision. There was this number that was in our budget. We yeah. were sitting in the middle of Q3 and we've got this large number of, I think it was 300 seats we had to sell and we had sold two. Wow. And Michael looked at me, we were sitting in his, in, in his house and he said, Hey, he's like, we can adjust the goal down, you know, like we're going to be fine or, you know, we can double down and figure out how to hit it. And nobody and, should ever say that to you. Yeah. <laughs> and so I told him, you know, I think that competition is my number one strength. Yeah, I yeah, think they yeah. were feeding into it, yeah. you know, and, uh, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, he, Jedi mind yeah, yeah, you. He totally now, Chad, we could completely, <laughs> <laughs> totally. And I said, no, I think we can do it. You know, mm. I think what we're going to have to do is get a marketing plan. We had hired a director of marketing. She was a rock star. Yep. Um, I said, I, she can step into a greater leadership role and I'll just go into the hole. Like I won't be able to go to exec team meetings, but in, and we came up with a marketing plan how we're going to leverage our assets to generate leads. And I'll just get on the phone and start selling. Yeah. We sold 400 seats. Wow. The first 400 seats were sold in the first four months. Um, and then we got to the point where we're like, okay, we've got to build a repeatable sales. Motion. Right. I yep. didn't know what that was at yeah. that point, but yep. like it was this intuition and I was, I had, you know, to sell 400, I think my conversion rate was maybe 40%. Sure. Sure. And so I spoke to well over, you know, yep. almost a thousand, yep. a thousand leads, yep. you know? And so, um, it was, that, it was an incredible season, but that first quarter after that was like, okay, what, like, how do I document my sales that's process? Exactly what, right. How do I start thinking about what did I do to build rapport in that first two or three minutes? What were the questions that really resonated? How did I get someone to understand their pain point on the conversation? And how do we mar marry our product to their pain point? So again, and I want to just remind our listeners, can you understand and can you see how everything we've been doing has been building it's like, it's, this is a total like karate kid, like paint the fence. Whack. I mean, it's all coming together right now where you're like, wait a minute, how am I going to know the pain points to ask if I don't know the persona and the goals and the ambitions and the dreams of my buyer? If I don't know our story, how am I, I mean, all these things build to this, they're building on each other. Yep. When I hired my CRO of my latest company, he came in and after a couple of days, he goes, Josh, we got a problem. And I was like, what's the problem, Tom? And he's like, everybody I talk to says the ICP is different. 
He's like, I probably got 15 ICPs right now across the company. And he's like, and this is another thing I want to talk about. He's like, I'll talk to our tech team. Hey, who are we selling to? And they'll describe the ICP this way. I'll talk to the sales team this way, marketing team this way, exec team this way. And he's like, Josh, there's no way we can have a repeatable sales motion when everybody in the business thinks we're selling to somebody different. Mm -hmm. And there's no way we're going to be able to identify pain points so that we can have conversion moments, so that we can either totally. gap sale or, or force yep. management or whatever if, yep. if we don't do it. And all those things you were just talking about to how do you communicate, how do you keep all those teams aligned around that unique ICP Huge. and all of that is what we talked about last week in the yep. operating model. Yep. That we just didn't have a ton of time to d dive into is all of the systems and the processes yep. and the playbooks that we have in the operating model. Yep. Uh, because you know, listening to it on a podcast, you really can't sure. understand and kind of consume all of it. It's just important to know that those are like the ligaments mm -hmm. that allow your joints and yeah, yeah. allow the business yep. to work. Yep. That you know, we're passionate about helping, sure. you know, we, we, we teased it out a little bit that we're going to be doing a, an eight week accelerator right. where we'll do, um, you know, virtual workshops each week and kind of walk you through this operating model and you'll, you'll have clarity yeah. written out who your ICP is and all basically walk you through all these tools and resources. And so stay tuned for more of that, yeah. but that's what gets me really jazzed Absolutely. when I start to think about the conversations we're having already with business owners and the the holes that they're having. And they're like, man, this is really resonating. I'm struggling here, here, and here. Yeah. And I know there's something like they love their business, yep. but they're frustrated by where they're currently at yep. because they know they could be somewhere better. Well, and it really is, it's the discipline of working through it. And, you know, we had shared uh, early in the podcast that, you know, I started off a uh, the son of a preacher man was a preacher, and I remember uh, one of the the famous preacher lines when you go to school is if it's a if it's a mist in the pulpit, it's a fog in the pew, mm -hmm. and and the whole point is if you don't really know what you're talking about on stage, no one's going to understand from listening to you. And I think yep. as business owners, a lot of times we're like. I'm not really sure yep. about all these factors. I'm not, if I said a repeatable sales motion, do I have a playbook that says, I know the, the pain points. I know how to ask these questions. I know how to sell the gap. Um, I know how to ingest the information from marketing, work the process through totally. close, put it into all the, our tech stack, whether it's HubSpot or whatever, lead score on, yep. on, on warm leads and where they are. I mean, all this process yep. of making it repeatable. And it's like, it's foggy in my head. I, I can see it as a business yep. owner. It's foggy, but I can see it. But then it's a miss. Totally. And I think there's a fear of, man, if I hire a marketing person or I hire a salesperson and I'm not the one doing those yep. things anymore, I, don't, I, I no longer have visibility. Yep. Um, and what I would say is, you know, this is where the mirroring and the sales and marketing is super important. And you can get a summary of how things are yep. going. You know, I was, you know, when, as we were driving in yesterday, you were on a, a call and I was, you know, I had the, yeah. you know, fortunate to be able to listen where the sales reps and the CR, CRO was basically reporting up to you, mm. their, you know, their pipeline. Yep. And uh, that's a, that's something that's part of our playbook is Absolutely. what are, this type of meeting that has to happen that is they're reporting on their results, you know? And so you should have a very easy KPI dashboard, Absolutely. key performance indicators that marry sales and marketing, yep. you know, marketing, you should know what your customer acquisition cost is. Yep. You should know what your conversion rate is. Absolutely. If you're on the web, if it's just a website, if it's a a sales call, you should be able, how many, how many calls does it take to actually close? Mm -hmm. And the great thing about the repeatable sales motion is when you get clear on all of these metrics, and there's way too many metrics to cover <laughs> here, is that it's a numbers game. It's, everything's a numbers game. Yep. It just is. Yep. It's when you build the process, totally. right? When you go, 
I, I've got definition. You know, that was one of the things our, when our CRO came in, he said, what's my goal number one? And I said, goal number one is that we can uh, confirm our pipeline conversion. Mm-hmm. I, 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 we've got to understand this is exactly. So yesterday when you were on there, how many leads do we generate? How many are moving through the pipeline? Where they get installed out? Why they get installed out? Mm-hmm. Who's getting? That's another thing. When you get repeatable motion, you'll start to find out. Sometimes it's not the process that's broken, but the process reveals the person that's broken. Yep, hundred percent. And if you don't have a process, then you're like, I don't know if it's me or them, mm-hmm. right? And so that's another totally. reason why you build systems, why you have repeatable sales motions, yep. is the sales reps going, it's not me, it's you. And you're going, no, it's you, it's not me. And you're going, until we have a system, um, I don't know if I told this story, but when I was in, in high school, I, I was playing outside linebacker and they called holding on me. And Coach Joe is his name. And I said, Coach Joe, I didn't, I promise I didn't hold. And he goes, listen, the big eye and the sky don't lie. <laughs> and so he said, Monday morning, we're going to find out if you held or not. Yeah. Get back in there and just, you know, the point is there is a system that will tell us truth. Yep. And it's not my word against your word. And I think too many people in, in this success to scale space find themselves, it's me against my rep. It's me against my marketing. And it really is because you don't have something repeatable. Yeah. And I would say to that, I mean, can you imagine how much better you would sleep at night if you were had 100% clarity on this? You didn't have to be the rainmaker. I mean, I, I, I was, you know, I think the last, I don't know, one of the episodes I talked about the furniture store that we worked with. And, you know, you've all, you've all had a furniture store experience. You, sure. you walk through the door and you're like, oh my gosh, he's going to, who, who's, who's on deck? Yeah. Exactly. You know, who's going to come talk Some to guy me? Comes up with a toothpick yeah. in his mouth. Yeah. And- <laughs> you know, and so, um, but they weren't, they weren't measuring how many appointments this person mm-hmm. had and the, you know, like meetings. And so it's like, start to think about, okay, how many do you have on a, on a daily basis? What's your conversion rate? How many of those turn into close? What's the time to close? And all of a sudden, like things started to unlock. And you'd be like, oh my gosh, like we can count that. That's super easy. We can, you know, track that. And all of a sudden it was a numbers game. Man, I'll and tell then you, you marry, marry marketing to that and you start seeing your activity. Where do they come from? You know, if it's word of mouth, you know, all those types of things. And if it's word of mouth, you, like hope isn't a strategy exactly. to drive word of mouth. The thing is you can be intentional about generating word of mouth. Absolutely. I, um, is an amazing experience for me hiring in a seasoned uh, CRO that had a whole um, uh, scoring process for his reps. And I was driving down the road and he said, take a look at this. And so I gently pulled my car over to the left-hand side to look at my text. Right. Um, And, (laughs) and, but I saw a percentage score of all of my reps. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, you know, I'd been managing these guys as we were scaling up this business while I was also trying to manage marketing and tech and everything else. And for the first time I got a vision and it was wild to see how there's people on my team with big personalities that I thought were doing way more because they were, they had me, they had me hooked with their personality. What they weren't showing was the production. And again, the, the greatest thing you can do as a business owner is begin to score everything that you do. And that's what a repeatable sales motion does. It's the, it's the, it's the track that allows you to score what's really happening in your business so that you take the guesswork out of it and you can lead with excellence. Yeah. And I would, I would add to that. I think a repeatable sales motion is the lifeblood of you as a business owner being able to sleep at night. (laughs) Do you have the KPI dashboard that are giving you leading indicators as to how you're doing? How much is it costing us to acquire a customer? What's our conversion rate? What's the lifetime value? 
And I can tell you, there are so many small business owners. If you're sitting there and be like, man, this is, I, I know I've heard all this before. I just right. have, I don't have time to do it. You're not alone. Mm. This is a common problem that we are passionate about helping you solve. And, you know, th- like for us, we've seen it happen in our business and it's possible for you. Absolutely. You just have to be willing to take the time to invest you know, at first it may just be energy. Sure. You know, it may, it may mean taking time today to start writing out what are the things in my business that I want to know, that yep. I want to start scoring. Yeah. Which there's a number yep. to activity and this isn't micromanagement. Yeah. No. This is giving you an indicator if the business is succeeding or not. One of the things that we did it with full focus that was a game changer for us was we had a 16 week cash flow forecast that the executives would look at. And we would know, okay, 16 weeks from now, or is, is it, is it bigger or less? Yeah. Yeah. And if it started to get less, we had to ask ourselves, and this is before we had a really clear KPI right. dashboard is what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are, you know, are we not generating enough sales or people canceling, yep. you know, our recurring yep. subscription product? Yep. But that's what started to force us to wrestle. What are the things we need to really measure and keep at the forefront of our mind? And cash is king in a business, yeah. you know? And so you've got to be managing that as well. That's a whole other piece of the repeatable sales motion that that also has to line up with the growth of your business. Yeah. If you're, if you've got a 180 day sales cycle and you've got net 90 terms, you got to start, you know, and thinking through and the I, cash side. And I side think things. a lot of times, you know, you, you listen to podcasts like this and you go, I don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. Like I know where to, I know how to sell but I don't know where to start to scale. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to know that um, that's why we're doing this. 100%. You know, you don't have to sit there and start panicking and going, or checking out. Yep. I think there's certain times where you just, you hear all this and you go, okay, you hit that factor where I go, you just threw a whole bunch of, you know, a- acronyms and, and short words and dashboards and scale and score and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yep. dude, I can't even keep my head above water. Yep. That's why you get resources like this. That's why you invest in yourself. We can actually help define those for you and go, look, industry standard for a business like yours measures this. Mm -hmm. They score like this. They give you these type things. And so if you need those resources, don't check out, check in. And that's, that'll help you. Yeah. We're going to be continuously doing our eight week accelerators where you're going to hop in and we're going to go and take 20 to 30 business owners through this model, through diving in, having a clear plan for the seven factors and then leveraging that operating model that we talked about in last week's episode. So you can just go to the website, scalefactor.co, scale-factor.co factor.co. And there'll be a spot there for you just to sign up for an eight week accelerator wait list. And we'll update you um, on, you know, the upcoming dates and exactly what you'll get. We don't want to waste your time here walking you through that because the best way to do that is just check out the website when we're, when we're live with it. Well, and listen, I, I guess kind of closing here, I can just say this is somebody who has felt the rush of closing deals and felt the exhaustion of having to keep that up. Finish your, don't finish your thoughts. I want to interject there. That rush of the deal. And I can remember when I, when Michael and Megan were asking me basically yeah. to say, Hey, what is the repeatable? What's your yeah. secret sauce yeah. in closing those deals that we had a guy for four months to close whatever, three or four deals. How'd you close that? Yeah. And it, it was some of the hardest work I've ever done. Oh my gosh. The hard, to get into my head, yeah. to get into my brain. And basically it's like, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a genius by any stretch of the imagination, but like the reality is, what I was doing there was there was such intentionality, absolutely, and I didn't know it. And that's like typically you're 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 successful as a business owner because it's so natural to you. Well, I was with so one of our reps called me the other day and said, "Hey, can you jump on this call? We've got this great opportunity." And I said, "Yeah, but before I do, um, let me ask." And I asked him four or five questions. What? And dude, I'm talking like 
101. Yeah, basics. And, and he was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, how did you even get a second meeting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm like, these are, I felt like these were the most basic questions ever. And then I, and, and, and you know, you always kind of want to um, be frustrated with them, mm-hmm. but you're like, dude, that's on me. Yeah. Like I, we obviously still have room to go on asking the right pain point questions, the gap questions to close yeah. the gap, you know, Hey, they really want to drive revenue from our product. Awesome. John, how much money do they want to drive? How much revenue do they want to drive? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you're like, you, you mentioned this. It's so fascinating. I mean, there's managing a sales team. This brings back some of like probably my biggest frustration mm. with the sales team is you give them, and I'm not a big script guy, yeah. but I'm a good workflow guy. Sure. You know, hey, here's the six or seven components of a call. Yep. And the the things you need to hit, you know, first you got to build rapport. Yep. And then there's transitions to all of these. There's like, there's an art form. There's to a total eat, There's art an art form. form to it, but the transition to go, okay, this is, we just accomplished this on the call. Here's the next thing we're going to do. Yep. And then asking for the close and all of that. But what having a KPI dashboard will do is it will show who's succeeding and who's not. And nine, you know, nine times out of 10, I wouldn't say it's 100% fail-proof. But when I went back in and looked at calls of the people that were underperforming, they weren't following the workflow. They weren't following the formula that we had defined yep. as this is how you wrestle that to the ground. And there's work to do that. There, tons. And there's also a... It's not, um, it's transferable. Mm-hmm. So like when, like little tips and tricks and, and this would, this is going to be fun as we coach people through it. But I would always, when you talk about, you know, you say, um, build rapport yep. and this is where we could go into so many rabbit holes and have so much <laughs> fun with you guys. But I would always teach my team like, Hey, I want you to find something physically or geographically that you can connect with them. Yep. So when you're on a zoom, I want you to start looking through the whole thing if it's not blurred out yep. and like I would see like a, a Denver Broncos like mm-hmm. license plate on the back I'm like oh my gosh are you from Colorado and they were like oh I was there for a few years I'm like I was raised there yep. so I would teach them to earn rapport or like mm-hmm. hey where are you from and then where'd you go to school and you try to find yep. such anyway you teach the, I mean the power of I mean yes you need to do, do that as well but the power of a three minute Google search before right LinkedIn where did they go to school yep. you know and it's it is it's finding that commonality and I mean, it's, that's, that's, but that's the repeatable sales motion is that, totally. and when you start to look at the whole process, it's not rocket science, but it takes work and process and it is transferable. So if you're listening to this and going, I don't know where to start, you don't have to start. Totally. You can begin to implement tools that we have, processes that we have that will accelerate you getting from here to there. Awesome. Wow. That was, that was action packed. Uh, so as, as you're listening to this, I just uh, wanted to say thank you for continuing to join us weekly here uh, on the Scale Factor podcast. If it's something that you're enjoying, please give us a review that helps us with all the, with Apple and Spotify and all that jazz. But uh, we're excited to jump mm. in next week to the last factor, which is S. I won't give it away because I want you to come back <laughs> next week. Um, but uh, if you if you haven't yet downloaded our PDF, go ahead and do that. If you go to sevenfactorsofscale.com, the number sevenfactorsofscale.com, you can get that. And we'll just start to sh- share some content about us, the how we want to help you. There's different ways. We touched on one of them today, the, the eight-week accelerator. Um, but at the end of the day, we want to produce content. I mean, this podcast, we're going to do it you know, multiple seasons mm. where there's going to be times where we take a month off uh, so that we can really focus on creating the best content yeah. for you. But this first series, which I'm excited to be concluding next week, was all about just the framing and laying the groundwork of, of what we have seen as the seven factors that keep businesses from scaling, from going from successful to scale. And then we're going to get, start to get really practical. We're going to bring in some of the industry leading mm. voices 
on scale, yeah. the different things that you know are our, our factors and wrestling some of the things where they didn't have this factor in their right, business. And right. when they understood it without even really having access to the yeah, seven yeah, factors, yeah, yeah. how it changed them. Absolutely. Uh, so any final thoughts for, for, for the business owners no, before we I head just, out? I hope that as you guys listen, you can see the power of building. Mm -hmm. And and I think building blocks is when you know you have something good. It's, it's one thing when you have a one-off good thought. It's another thing when you can start to see um, the, the, the ascension of, of a thought. And I, I hope you're, you're tracking the ascension with us of kind of, we started down here at who's our buyer mm -hmm. and we're getting all the way up into taking that information and now turning it into earning rapport. Yeah. I mean, look at the, look at the ascension that we've gone through, uh, over the last season and as, as several talks. And, and, and I think, uh, this next one's going to be very fun too. So can't wait. Awesome. Have a great week. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Scale Factor Podcast. We'll see you next time.